This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermover, and today in episode 261, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the benefits of video projects. Uh, if you've been listening to me for a very long time, you probably could do this episode yourself. But in case you've never really considered it, I just wanted to put it all together in one episode. Right now, I'm extremely busy with Science Olympiad, uh, which I coach. Um, I have a whole episode on that, so if you have no idea what it is, go and find that. And so this will be short and sweet, because uh, I am rather pushed for time right now. So let's dive into this. What are the benefits of video projects, and what exactly um, am I talking about here? So I'm talking about adding in video projects for your children into their homeschool day. And here we are talking about a wide variety of types of video, and I will be going into some of those before I get into the benefits. And we are talking about doing this for all ages, because even younger children can do this if you help them and you use tools that uh, don't need as much interaction. So some of the tools, and and if you go back to previous episodes, you're going to find these tools mentioned over and over again, and I have whole episodes just on tools for videos. So I'm just going to mention them briefly and then actually focus on the benefits. So you can use tools like My Simple Show, where your children just type in text, and this is where younger ones can do it, and they could, even if they can't write, you could use Google Docs and do voice to text, and then take the text and put it into My Simple Show. And it creates the video for you. It just like puts in a whole bunch of clip art. It's obviously got a big database that it's pulling from, puts a clip art in and makes a little video. Uh, I use this in my writing fun class, probably some others as well. I think some of my high school classes, that's a middle school class. I even use it in some of my high school classes because it's fun to do and I let them create documentaries of various sorts. Many uh, laptops and computers will come with some kind of software. So obviously, um, Apple products will come with iMovie. Whatever you have might come with something built in. You can use that. You can just do even simple things like um, just doing screen sharing and creating a video like that just by using Zoom, which is a completely, all these tools are free. I mean, obviously something on your computer is built in there and you may have to pay for another product, but I'm just talking about things that are free here. So Zoom is something which you may not have thought about, but you can use that. You just start a video and obviously the free one gives you 40 minutes, so that should be plenty of time. And your child can screen share and perhaps explain how a website works or something like that. Canva, which we talk about all the time, has very powerful video tools. You can use that. You can use QuickTime, um, again, if you have that. Uh, Loom is another free one. It only has five minutes that you can do, but you can do that. And then there's Powtoon to create um, animated videos. So, you know, whether the video is animation, um, clip art drawings, my simple show, whether it is, you know, 
much more sophisticated using whatever tools on your computer or something like Canva, or whether it's simply screen sharing and your child is talking and then perhaps editing it, you know, and you can, those sorts of things you can often fairly easily, also if you have editing software, just add in some graphics, etc. I do very simple ones when I'm teaching online and I'm actually recording. I don't record a lot, but when I do, uh, you know, I just use Camtasia, which I did purchase. And then I just add in some graphics when I need it sometimes, or I do screen shares and explain what I'm talking about that way. So perhaps producing a slideshow first and then turning that slideshow into a video because you can do that as well. So let's get back to it. Why do I think video projects are so beneficial? Well, first of all, it's a medium that kids and teens enjoy. This is a medium that they gravitate to. I'm sure you have seen your own children and other people's children on TikTok, on Reels, on YouTube. They love video. So they're also going to enjoy creating with video. You don't have to make every assignment a written one. You can sometimes say, hey, why don't you make a video instead of a, uh, an essay this time? And I'm sure you'll see they'll be really excited. And uh, you want them to love their learning. And using video creation as a tool is going to help them enjoy it. If you listened to episode 258, you will hear me interview a teen, Ava. And she talks about how she went from tech consumer to a tech creator. She actually just did this naturally. She loved video. She loved watching the videos and she was intrigued as to how they did them, some of them that she really liked, some art videos, as so she decided to give it a try herself. Your kid might need a little bit of a push, but if you say, hey, you don't have to do the essay this week, do it and do a video instead, you may become the cool mom for the week. Secondly, this is a skill they actually need for college and for work. Even, so even if your child is not college bound, I would say they probably need to know how to make a video. They may need to make one and share it with colleagues. They, you know, sort of like presentation style. Um, there's so many different reasons why they might need to make one. Obviously, you're learning, you know, um, more than just taking the video. You're going to have to learn extra skills. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, you know, they may work for a real estate company and have to take videos of houses. Um, you know, they may be out in nature and need to take videos of what they see. There's just so many different things to take videos of. And this might be something that they actually need to do as part of the job, or it might help them get a better job if they have the skill. I know in college, I can remember um, two of my children, my one child, um, he was doing a project on a robot that to literally make a robot from scratch, which then had to be able to shoot hoops. But once they'd finished the whole thing, they then had to make a video explaining everything from their process of design, if I recall correctly, right up to taking a video of the robot doing what it was supposed to do. Uh, so you can see it's something he really needed. And then my daughter, um, she majored in Spanish. And they had to do a video in Spanish and it had to be sort of like a little drama. So they had to obviously write it and record it. And I remember, you know, she had about five different locations. Um, they had a few extras that came in to help because they needed a few more people. It, it was a whole thing and it turned out really well and she was really proud of it. And so was my son. Both of them ended up being the lead on their videos. 
Uh, it's also a skill that will help you get scholarships. So as your children are progressing, and again here, if you've got a seven or eight-year-old, start them young. I am seeing more and more scholarships that are totally video-based or require video as a portion of it. Sometimes it's just the child speaking to the camera. But again, if they know how to, you know, seat themselves so the lighting is better, makes them look better, you know, all those little things are going to make a difference. Um, I know one of... Um, my past students who, who now works for me as a teaching assistant, she won a video scholarship. It was all she did was create a video and she won substantial money like that. Then uh, number four is there are many skills involved and Ada talks about this in the episode I did with her. But to make a video, you need planning. You have to stop and plan out what you are going to do. So whether um, your student, your child is going to be literally just talking to a camera themselves, whether they are planning out a story they're going to tell, whether they, you know, planning out a book report, whatever, they're going to need a plan. They're going to need to figure out the intro, the conclusion, how they're going to do transitions. Then there's the editing skills, you know, so there's tech skills and there's also, you know, just a lot of English skills going, goes into the similar skills to what you'll need to actually write an essay. You're still going to need those in creating a video. And I said, then there's going to be the editing. Um, if they really get sophisticated, they'll learn about lighting so much that they can learn as they, as they do this. And it will also, you know, if you don't have these skills, it's okay. Your child can Google. There are so many tutorials on YouTube and other places that they can level up their skills for free without you. And so it also teaches them how to be a learner, a self-directed learner. The fourth, uh, sorry, fifth now, the fifth uh, and last reason I'm going to suggest why you should be adding in video projects is how easy they are to share with other people. I use them a lot in the Funder Funder classes I teach. Find a funder sponsors this um, podcast. And I like to use them because students can upload them to Google Drive or to YouTube. YouTube is obviously the easiest way, but Google Drive is also a way to do it because often the files are very big. And some of them, like um, Canva and I think Powtoon even, a few of them actually just let you share a link. You don't even have to have it uh, hosted on your, on your computer in any way. But there are just ways you can easily upload them and you're not sharing a huge big file anymore and then you share the link with family and friends. Now what I do in my classes because I like it to be sort of like a show and tell so if the students like in my geography class they have to make a um, amazing race video just a short one they just have to like have the main uh, the, you know where they land the final pit stop and then they have to show what they would have to do for the challenges on the way um, and so it's about a five minute video and then they all pin them onto Padlet which I spoke about last week. So go and listen to that. They all put these on a Padlet and then they can all go and see each other's. And it's a very easy way for them to see and enjoy each other's work because video is much more fun and creative than, than if they had to read a whole lot of essays uh, about you know different countries in Africa. This is um, a task that the children enjoy a lot more making a video and they enjoy looking at each other's and are more likely to actually learn from them. But it's also you can just share them via text and emails to family and friends. So your child isn't just doing something that only you will see, 
but they will be able to share it with others. You know, and on YouTube, by the way, you don't have to make this public so that everyone can see it. You can upload to YouTube and you can just um, make it unlisted. Private will make it so that only somebody you email um, will be able to, specifically email, will be able to see it. So that's really, really limited. But if you want, you can do that. Unlisted just means you can only see it if, um, if the link is shared. So um, say private is down to specifically the person that you've shared it with. Only someone from that uh, email address will be able to see it. But anyway, it's just it's just easy. And, and obviously, if your child actually creates a YouTube channel, which you could even think of doing, because you can do that and not make it something that's going to be invasive of their privacy, they could really share it with the whole world. And it means that they're likely to take more pride in what they're doing because they know they're going to be more eyeballs on it and it's not just mom grading my work. So what on earth are you going to be videoing? You might be thinking about that. Well, you can take just about any curriculum that you're using. Obviously, if they're doing all online curriculum, they might not want to add in an extra thing, but whatever you are using, if you as the parent are doing the grading, you can change something to be a video project instead of an art project, instead of um, a written book report. You know, whatever it is, you can turn it into a video and ask them to do it. And you obviously, it's going to take a while. So, you know, I don't I will only put video projects every two or three months for students. They won't be doing it on a weekly basis because that might be a lot if somebody really finds it a struggle. But And you can use different types. You know, this time you can say, you're going to um, explain to me how this, how you play Minecraft, you know, something that your child might love. You can get them to do a how-to video where they screen share. Another time you can say to them, all right, let's use Canva and make a documentary about our um, last vacation and send it to family and friends. Um, or you could say, we're going to do a book report and you actually are going to uh, do it using Powtoon and make it fun and engaging like that. What if though your child is busy doing online classes and they really don't want to do anything more, then I would suggest suggest using it for a hobby um, or for a non-profit. So perhaps you are involved in a non-profit and you could see how making a video of something that they're doing, maybe they're doing a fundraiser, you could make a video promoting it. Um, you know, for instance, just take it back to Science Olympiad. If one of my Science Olympiad students came and said, hey, can I make a fun video that will promote Science Olympiad that we can share with people in our area to try and get more people on the team? I would say, thank you so much. I would love you to do that. So I don't think you'll find problems trying to, you know, find something in your area that you could be videoing and offering it to people. You could obviously also video your vacations. In fact, back before the times of... Um, phones whenever we went on vacation when I was a kid my dad had a little video camera and so we would take it in turns as to who was going to be recording the vacation and then turning it into a movie afterwards and obviously in those days the whole thing was a whole lot more complicated I only did it once because um, we were in New York at that time and I managed to not film the skyline but the other side I was standing on the other side of the boat when we did the boat trip and I would go up and down the buildings as well. And so my dad decided that this obviously wasn't something I had to strengthen. And we moved right on. And I'm not sure my video skills have improved much since then. 
But you get the idea. There are just plenty of things that you can do. You know, if your child has a hobby, for instance, drawing or um, maybe they knit, they could make tutorials about these things and put them up on YouTube. Uh, and all this will eventually help them learn more skills. It may even somehow make them some money and definitely could help them win scholarships and get into college. So that turned out actually longer than I expected. I hope this was useful. You can find uh, show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com or just scroll down to uh, see them. And I would love it if you gave us a rating and review if you enjoyed this and share it on your social media and tell friends and family about the podcast. Well, that's all from me for this week and I'll see you again same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.